My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi, friends. Welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. We did. We did. We are proud to celebrate Pride with everyone by covering one of the first mainstream LGBTQIA plus horror movies this week. That we was, are? That was a lot of letters. Mm-hmm. Have you enjoyed Pride thus far? Yes, I have. Has it been your favorite Pride? It, that Yeah. This was the first year I've ever done a Pride event, like gone and participated. Correct. We went to Pride Night in Pittsburgh. So exciting. We went on Friday, went to Pride Night in Pittsburgh, came home on Saturday and recorded the podcast. Mm-hmm. It has been a long day. Yeah. But we're here. We are. Because we love you. We do. And we're proud of you, too. Anyway, a lot of the themes of this movie are subtext, but it's a lot more obvious now than it probably was in 1985. Yeah. The movie is very much about a quote-unquote evil deep within the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of him he's desperately trying to hide and contain. Yeah. The funny thing is, um, it seems like the subtext was so vague that the director didn't know it. He didn't know about the LGBT really? themes. Yeah. He's denied it forever. That it was about that? Yeah. But there's an amazing documentary that pops up for free on um, Shudder and on Amazon Prime from time to time. It's called Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy. If you have four hours to spare, I recommend it. It's four hours? It's four hours. The The fucking Friday the 13th one is like seven hours. Wow. It's called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, I think. No, that might be a Nightmare on Elm Street one, too. I don't know. There's so fucking many I watch. Um, but yeah, if you have four hours to spare, it is like required viewing. If you're a fan of this shit, it's so, it's so good. They go over every single movie one by one. It's so good. But the screenwriter, David Chaskin, admits... Flat out admits he wrote it that way. Oh, okay. So so it's definitely meant for that. He's on board with it. Um, in Scream Queen, which I mentioned on the mini episode, the documentary about Mark Patton who played Jesse, mm-hmm. he subsequently came out as gay and left acting over it Like after this. Oh, wow. Um, he even so admits... He wasn't... He didn't say he was gay during mm-hmm. this? I don't know if he was, like, openly gay to the world or whatever. But I'm sure a lot of people knew he was gay. Okay. Um, but he even admitted that he, he knew while it was going on what was going on. Is that why they chose him as I don't the think actor? So. I don't think so. No? Just no. coincidence? Possibly. 
And Robert Englund himself has said as much during an interview with Yahoo when he said, Part 2 has a really interesting bisexual psychological thing going on for it. We didn't hit it over the head with a nail, but it was certainly there. Hmm. Further, he says, It's like Freddy is manipulating some latency between the boys. It's like Freddy's wise to it and playing with it. Hmm. Like there's that point where he does the thing with his finger on his mouth and yep. shit. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's the guy playing Freddy Krueger saying that. Right. So he played Freddy Krueger that way. Like that he consciously made a decision to play Freddy Krueger from this bisexually point of view. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people are going to watch a movie and say it's just a dumb movie and you're reading too much into it. I'm not. This is they everybody involved with the movie except the director, who I think <laughs> is just lying and is just continuing to lie because he lied so long about it. Yeah. He probably said that originally because it was the 80s and he didn't want it to impact his career. Right. Did it? I don't know. Making this movie alone might have impacted his career. But um, he'd been telling that lie so long. He probably just continues to tell it. So I don't like a fucking liar for yeah. 30 years or whatever. So shall we get into the cast? Yeah, I'm ready. First off is Mark Patton as Jesse Walsh. As I said prior, he left Hollywood after this movie. This was his last big role. Uh, He wouldn't take part in anything outside of the documentaries. He did like the documentary that I just talked about. And um, he did his documentary, obviously, but that came out after. His return to fiction movies was in 2016 with the movie Family Possessions. So, 85 to 2016. Wow. Robert Englund is back on the podcast, obviously, as Freddy. Uh, We talked about him before, like, fucking a month ago. (laughs) So, there's no need to go through his credits. But you may recognize him from his cameo as Victor Creel in the newest season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Quick aside, the newest season of Stranger Things is very much a spin on Nightmare on Elm Street. It really is. So it's very fitting he plays a role in it. That is yeah. not an accident. For sure. It is very much Nightmare on Elm Street meets Steven Spielberg meets the Stranger Things kids. I'm not going to go crazy on spoilers here. Plus, I need something to recommend on the mini episode. <laughs> so, hint, hint. I knew you were going to. Kim Myers plays Lisa. I think she was really good in this movie. The girl that plays Lisa. Yeah, she did good. I think she was probably the best in this movie. I mean, Patton's great and all, but I think she's the best in the movie. Um, you wouldn't recognize her from anything. Like Johnny Depp, this was her first major role, so everybody getting her start with Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Johnny Depp went a little bit farther with it. A little bit, yeah. Lastly, Ron, a.k.a. Grady. I don't know why. They call him two different names throughout this fucking movie. It's really annoying. I don't know if his name is Ron Grady or some shit like that, but it's real fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. And I regularly think that they are two different characters, but they're not. Ron is played by Robert Russler, who has been in quite a few horror movies, including the super slept on Sometimes They Come Back, which I think we will probably end up covering on here because I like that movie. Lovely. He's also in Jacob's Wife. Which, if it is a horror movie, I haven't even looked into it, but I think it is a horror movie. We will probably end up watching solely because CM Punk and Barbara Crampton are in it. Barbara Crampton was in Reanimator, Chopping Mall, Puppet Master, Castle Freak. I love Barbara Crampton. 
Okay. And I love CM Punk. So probably end up covering. I'll be able to get all my wrestling references in throughout the movie, even if he doesn't do any wrestling moves. Say pipe bomb, all that shit. Okay. Get all in. Anyway, on to the movie. We start out with a school bus. I vividly, vividly remember this scene from my youth. I watched this at one of the local kids' house, like one of the, like a poverty shack house, like real poor person house. Mm-hmm. We watched this in. Um, the bus driver is Robert Englund too, which is weird because he's Freddy Krueger. Were you scared when you watched it as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, I wasn't scared now from it, but I remember the scared I was when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. which is weird. And I can't even picture myself as a little kid, so I just picture myself as big, big rich, scared. being scared like a little rich. <laughs> so there's just three people left on the bus, and dude is flying past bus stops. Windows won't open. We're going off-roading. You know why? Motherfucking Freddy's driving that bus. The ground is collapsing. The bus is balancing on two pillars and then one pillar apparently above hell. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Boiling lake of lava. Freddy's in the bus stalking the kids. The bus is teeter-tottering because Mm -hmm. they're going to the back of it. Jesse wakes up. There's a blood-curdling scream from Jesse. That is the scream you get from, like, a woman in a movie. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the... I don't understand why he was on a bus, though, when he owns a car. I don't know. I don't know why he was on a bus at the end. We'll get to the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know why he was on a bus. I don't know if it was a premonition or what. Yep. But he was on that bus. And I can appreciate the fact that this makes no sense. Like, this is nonsense, right? What? It makes no sense. Yeah. I guess at least, like, in the first movie, he left in a car... So he comes back in a vehicle. I don't fucking know. I don't think they even tried. So Jesse just moved here. He doesn't know about Freddy Krueger. We, Freddy was either destroyed or not in the first movie. We don't know. There's a a knock at the door and the dad is thrilled when Jesse says it's Lisa. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he thinks this kid's gay. So he's like, oh, a girl. That's why. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. That tight-ass, annoying father just thinks his kid's gay, and he's just thrilled that there's a girl there. We go to softball time. Grady is up to bat, and he obliterates Jesse with a line drive right to the head. Because mm-hmm. Jesse ain't paying attention. He's looking at the girls. And he's looking at the girls because the girls are talking about him. Like... That's what they're doing. The girls are talking about him and he's distracted by the girls. Mm-hmm. So like you would think like he's overhearing them, but there's no way. I don't know why he's distracted by the girls. Maybe just because he likes her. He just likes Lisa. Maybe. They did catch Grady in the pickle. Um, So whenever you're caught in a pickle, what you do is tear your friend's pants off and fucking roll around in the dirt with them. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. Not straight of them. Right. I don't know if maybe in the 80s that was what happened, but I doubt it. Yeah, bare ass rolling around in the dirt with him. Yeah. The coach is something else. He seems like every pervert gym teacher that I ever had. Mm -hmm. Not every gym teacher I had was a pervert, but everyone had a pervy gym teacher. They gravitated toward it. Grady says the coach hangs out at queer S&M joints and likes pretty boys like Jesse. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which turns out to be the case. 
It's also been mentioned twice that Jesse isn't fucking Lisa. Yes. By Grady and by Lisa's friend. Yep. So they're laying it on real thick that your boy isn't fucking the girl. Grady does come in handy, though, because he breaks the news that Jesse lives in Nancy's house. Nancy from the first movie. Mm -hmm. That she was locked in there by her mother. So at least they're sort of like trying to fill in details, and they do a little more of it later. This is why I said they shouldn't have forced the ending to the the original, though. Just they couldn't set up a good sequel. Yeah, just let Wes Craven make the movie he wants, and you're just going to set up a bullshit sequel anyway, which is what this is. This is just a bullshit sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have had any ending to the first movie and made this movie exactly the same. You can just make it up. Dog piss and fire. Never forget that there's a dog <laughs> pissing fire that starts one of these fucking movies. Yeah, that was bad. So never say that they had to do that shitty ending for the first one to set up a sequel because there is no way. Wes Craven didn't even have anything to do with this fucking movie. There is no way that they were like, yeah, we got to keep the continuity with the first movie because they don't. Mm-mm. We're back at We're back at the house. They show the house. It's the house. It's Nancy's house. Jesse just smashed a jar on the floor accidentally. He sees someone in the yard. He's going to check that out in um, a scrub top and jeans. So he's Yes, why was he wearing a scrub top? He's dressed like a nurse on Casual Friday. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this guy's wardrobe. I don't think people... Maybe it's because he hasn't unpacked yet. So... Scrub... Did I break your brain? Scrub top was on top of his... Uh, his I have no idea. box. I think you pointed out, I think someone else was wearing scrubs in this movie, too, at the party. You said, is that person wearing scrubs, too? I don't remember if they were. They might have been because people dress like fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. They just they're like, I'm going to wear jeans and part of someone's work uniform. Mm -hmm. Weird. That wasn't in the movie. What wasn't in the movie? That was earlier today. Or no, it wasn't today. It was yesterday when I said that he was wearing a hopper shirt with scrub bottoms. No, that was yesterday. So I said it in the movie also. Yes, when we were at Aren't there, everyone's wearing scrubs. We were at this great Pitts, Pittsburgh location yesterday. It's called Federal Galley. We went to get um, chicken sandwiches from Given the Fly, which big is big ass, delicious chicken, amazing sandwiches. fucking chicken sandwiches. They're if so you're big Pitts, in Pittsburgh. Go get the fucking chicken sandwiches at the Federal Galley. Yeah, go. Fucking awesome. And the waffle fries and the macaroni sauce. It's the best food. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's like three blocks from PNC Park, too. It's eminently walkable. It's fucking awesome. But I'm sitting there, and I'm drinking my Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I look over, and I notice a man in a very flamboyant shirt. And I didn't notice the scrub pants because I was like, what is that shirt? I know what that shirt is. I own that shirt. This man was wearing the costume shirt from Stranger Things season three. Mm-hmm. Hopper, the the green and pink shirt, button yeah. down, which is a costume shirt. It is definitely a costume shirt. You cannot just get that shirt somewhere. Yeah, I you own have- it. It has a Stranger Things tag on it. Yeah. It is a costume shirt. And he was wearing scrub pants too, but that's what you're thinking of. So he sees Freddy in his own basement remove. Well, I thought he was removing, but Freddy was actually placing something into the fire in the furnace. 
It's the glove from the first movie mm-hmm. that was missing at the end of the first movie. It's being replaced, which that was a stupid part of the first movie. It's a stupid part of this movie. So, of course, he's going to go check the basement, but he doesn't check the basement. He gets to the door and he's like, oh, God, someone's in the basement, even though he knew someone was in the basement. And he stops. Mm-hmm. And then he gets fr- face to face with Freddy. That's when Freddy does the little fucking suck my finger thing on yeah. his face. Yeah. And he says... Jesse got the body, Freddy got the brain, and then Freddy proves it by showing him his brain. Yeah, that was really gross. It was pretty cool. But it was just a dream. Because now it's time for school. Famously, in the original, we had one of the scariest horror scenes ever in what's supposed to be that exact school. Jesse is falling asleep. Will it live up to the original? Not fucking even close. Are you kidding me? This whole movie was nothing like the original. Like, Freddie was able to do shit when people were awake, outside of their dreams, in real life. Like, Here's the thing. Like, it isn't. I agree with you on that. But it tried to hit the same beats as the original. It just did them all worse. Yeah, it wasn't Like Like this. They're like, oh, we're going back to the school. Maybe we'll get something cool. No, we get a fucking snake around this guy's neck that someone else put there. And it was real. It wasn't part of the dream or something. It was brought out. It was in the dream and real. So fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's even dumber because you know Freddy's not trying to kill Jesse. Freddy's trying to be Jesse. Mm-hmm. So so fucking dumb. Lisa's swimming in the pool because they have to show that this girl's rich. She's swimming in the pool and Jesse calls. She answers on a cordless phone. Not a power move now. It was then. Answering your cordless phone by the pool in 1985, yeah. your in-ground pool. Yeah. That's a fucking power move. She is rich. Oh, yeah. She's also really fucking sunburnt. I didn't notice. Yeah, she's super sunburnt. So I don't know if they shot that scene a bunch of times. She's extremely sunburnt, and she is, like, fair-skinned. So. Oops. Yeah, very sunburnt. Poor girl. They should have put some SPF 50 on her. Is that a lot? F-150? SPF 50? Yeah. A good amount? Yeah, see, that's what they should have done. Well, I should have fucking been the guy that... Tells people what kind of sunscreen. I mean, as long as you're above 25, you're good, or 25 and above. I was just hoping it wasn't like, what are you talking about? You got to be like 350. I was hoping no, it wasn't. I think some the biggest they could go is 100. SPF 100. That's what I should put on. So Jesse has that style of couch that everyone had. It's not the exact couch everyone had, but it's very similar. I'm not going to describe it because you know. He has to clean his room up before he goes out with Lisa. And if there was any question in your mind whether there was a little bit of gayness about this movie oh yeah this This dancing scene oh yeah this is it he puts on his fucking shades and he dances so suggestively he like backs his ass to close the door he like twerks it he gets like fucked by the drawer and then with the what was he holding it's like a pop gun but it's not a gun it's like straight yeah, he like jerks it off. Mm-hmm. And Lisa walks in as he's climaxing with it and he's disappointed. <laughs> he's disappointed. He is disappointed. That she saw him. Yeah, he's disappointed. So when he climaxes <laughs> with that thing, it's disappointing because a woman was there. Oh my God. Well, his mom was there too. Yeah, I guess. Lisa finds a diary while helping him clean. It's Nancy's. It was right next to the only board game on the shelf. The only board game in the closet. The only board game in the movie. And it was called? Probe. (laughs) 
and it was so obviously in focus. It was center of the scene. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to see it. Yep. So they're reading Nancy's diary, which is a violation. No clue at this point if she's even alive or dead. You don't even know. So in the sequels after this, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but we can't take that into consideration for this movie because they hadn't come out yet and they definitely didn't fucking plan anything. Okay. They planned another sequel, obviously, but they didn't have like the story written. So in the sequels after this, she is not dead. It's kind of ambiguous here for a little bit if she's dead or alive. The diary does confirm the existence of Freddy, though, and does confirm the scene of them driving away in the car did not happen. Okay. Okay. It couldn't happen because the diary says Tina is dead and the diary was made in real life. When they drive away in the car at the end, all the kids are alive. Correct. So it confirms that they didn't die in that car. They just got into Freddy and drove away. Went mm-hmm. for a joyride. But it was a dream. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything after she kills Freddy was someone's dream, but not hers. Right. His whole room is melting, so it's time to wander the house. Kudos to them because they're trying to build something, right? They are trying to do it. They're they they're not good at it, but they're trying. Mm-hmm. We are 25 minutes in, and no one has died in this movie. No deaths. No that boobs. is impressive. So he's at the furnace. The glove is in there. Uh, Freddie knew he was watching and left him that gift. Mm-hmm. This is a dream, though. Um, Freddie wants him to try it on. He wants Jesse to kill for him. He wakes up, and the glove is there. He thinks he's sleepwalking, which I guess that is what is happening. Yeah, I guess he's... He's either sleepwalking or turning into Freddie for a little bit. Yeah. Lisa announces a party and kisses him on the cheek. And now Grady and Jesse are friends after naked fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just best friends. Yeah, now they're fun. I, they might have been best friends then. I don't know. But they're best friends. Um, I don't think so because he talks about that rich girl instead of just using her name. You, you wouldn't say that to your friend. You right. say, fucking Lisa yet, buddy? They get caught talking about the stick up Schneider's ass and it's push up time. He said he always has a stick up his ass. Because yeah, he's a fucking. Does gay. he make them do push ups or just sit in the push up position? Because they were not going up and down. No, well, I think by the time we saw them, they were pretty much tired from doing push ups all day. Oh, okay. But he does tell them to assume the position. Yeah, he did. It is 97 degrees in the house, so even the family's noticing this. Again, Freddy's doing that. No one's asleep. Freddy's doing that. Yep. For some reason, the pet bird is flipping the fuck out, and it eventually spontaneously combusts. Yes. I think this would be a decent time to mention that this movie is not great. Yeah, it's not good. We're going to... It's nothing like the first. I'm going to go over the numbers quick, but just keep in mind this movie is not great. We have at least eight kills. There is a scene where this gets hard to know. There are two dead birds, plenty of dead fish. Neither of us were jump scared at all because nothing scary happens in this movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They try to jump scary with a rat at one point and a cat at one point. They There's a lot of fucked up animals that they try to jump. Nothing is scary. This no. movie is not scary. It's not scary. And there are no boobs, which is kind of... People have this notion that um, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are all sex and gore and shit. There is not. There's the only boobs in the first one were that silhouette when she went down the drain, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's a little bit in. The, he was licking between her boobs in yeah, this one, but, but you didn't see nipple or anything close no, to it. No, 
No, these are not. It over- actually kind of looked a little painful. Yeah, there's more. Sec- doing a good job. There's sexual innuendo in the movies. Yeah, but there's not a ton of sex in them. It's not like fr- it's not like Friday the Thirteenth where it's all sex all the time. Right. Which is why these got a bit of a pass by the critics. Mm-hmm. And Friday the Thirteenth did not. So the dad thinks Jesse put a goddamn cherry bomb in the bird. Yeah. Like. Come on, Dad. He put a fucking cherry bomb in the bird. It flew around the house for five minutes, cutting you up, and then it blew up. This dad is so fucking stupid, and I can't stand him. Mm-hmm. The movie is unique, though. Um, we have a seemingly functional nuclear family. We have a dad, a mom, sister. They don't seem to hate each other. Right. Like the dad's, the dad's kind of an asshole, but like not overly. Right. Like you could live with a dad being that level of asshole. He's not abusive or anything like that. This is a seemingly functional nuclear family which is not always the case in horror movies it's usually either one parent a father or a mother it can be either one or there's problems between the father and the mother Mm -hmm. like in the first one the fucking mom's an alcoholic and all that shit yep that's usually how it goes with horror movies that's usually the trauma for the child that's getting fucked with by the antagonist Mm mm-hmm this movie does that a bunch of times. Kind of flips the stereotypes of horror. Now, though, Jesse is at a club called Don's Place, which is not a great name for a club. That's, that's a shitty name. He's soaked from the rain, and he's in his pajamas. There is a lot of leather in this place. If they wouldn't have called it an S&M bar earlier, queer S&M bar or whatever he said, mm-hmm. they might not have known in the 80s, because, like, they were seemingly oblivious because the guy from Judas Priest was always wearing leather, Rob Halford, mm-hmm. and he he was gay, obviously. And like I look at him, like, yeah, clearly. Like I look at a Judas Priest right, concert back in the eighties from nineteen eighty four, and I'm like, yeah, clearly. All these fucking macho dudes were dressing like that because yeah. they thought Rob Halford was cool, and I didn't know they were dressing like gays, uh-huh. gay people. Uh huh. So. If they wouldn't have made it abundantly clear this was a gay club, they might not even have known in the fucking eighties. Probably not. He orders a beer, he is served, but the coach catches him, so he takes him back to school to make him run laps, which is weird, which tells me this has to be in his dream, because he just kind of shows up there. Right. Even I, I was like, how did he get there? Yeah. This has to be in his dream. Yeah. But the last thing you see is him fucking walking out on his parents. He's like, I'm getting out of here, because they blame him for the fucking bird. Was he sleepwalking? (laughs) I don't know. Well, they bring him back naked and just woke up. Well, he, they said he was naked wandering the highway. Yeah. So he was obviously walking around out there. I don't when know. did he get naked? When was he asleep? He when got naked he in the up? shower. Right. So was that part of his dream? Did I, he get naked in his dream and he got naked in real life then? I don't know. It's hard to say because it was raining when he went into the club. So he could have just been wandering around the fucking rain, sleepwalking, and then killed him in his dream. Yeah. But I don't know because the movie don't fucking explain anything. They don't know who killed the teacher, but he's naked, so where are his clothes? Wouldn't they be there with the teacher? Yeah, they should be there with the teacher. So, yeah, the gym teacher sends him to the shower. There's creepy noises. There's tennis rackets breaking. Balls falling. shooting Balls flying at his head. Yeah, his balls flying at his face. (laughs) Shelves moving around. Like, I'm assuming it's a dream. 
Like, it has to be. Yeah. And then the jump rope comes. Yeah. The coach is being dragged around with a jump rope by an invisible man. He is not fighting it at all. He's just, he's just letting it drag him. He's yelling. He's like, Yeah, no! but, like, he's not kicking his no. feet or trying to stand up or nothing. No. It's dragging him slowly, and he's just like, okay, don't which, do this. Which, again, like, they want you to think that Jesse kills these people. Yeah. Does he? He must. Jesse was in the shower the whole time. I know. And no one was dragging the coach. Freddie was. I know, but whose perspective are you supposed to see that from? I don't know, but Freddie is obviously able to do things outside of the dreams now. Which pisses he's doing me off. Sh- yeah, yeah. So he's tied up and stripped in the shower and whipped with towels while Jesse watches. But is Jesse really watching? We're watching Jesse watch, but do- I don't know, because he walks towards him. Jesse walks towards him, and they show Jesse, and then they show Freddie where Jesse was. Mm-hmm. And then they show Jesse in the fucking corner over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't That's know stupid and it. confusing. Like, why does that have to be so fucking dumb? How did that jump rope keep him up and all it did was wrap around? It didn't tie in a knot at all. I don't know. But I, 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 I really feel like Jesse's killing these people. He turns into Freddy and claws him to death mm-hmm. on his back. And they show Jesse wearing the glove. And that's when they found him wandering the streets naked. All right. Supposedly not covered in blood. Dad thinks he's on drugs. Well, it was raining. Oh, yeah. So that might have washed it off. And since he wasn't wearing clothes, and it happened in the shower, it probably wouldn't be covered in blood this Yeah, but then the shower started spraying water. Yeah, it started spraying blood. Classic what fucking horror movie was it that we watched? Was it Nightmare on Elm Street where it was spraying out of every faucet? I think so, yeah. Yeah. The whole downstairs. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I don't remember. It, oh, shit. I wish I... The one where... um, I don't know. I think it might have been. Like, they got flushed down the toilet. And blood started coming out of that toilet. And out of the drains. Yeah. Yeah, it was coming out of the intake and the outtake. I think it was the original one. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they had to do that again. The dad thinks he's on drugs. And like I said, to me, it appears Jesse killed the coach. The mom thinks he should go to therapy. Dad thinks he needs a butt kicking and methadone. Yeah, a methadone treatment. So he thinks he's on heroin, which is such a wild jump. Like, my kid might be depressed or bipolar or on heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Or he just needs some good old-fashioned discipline. Yeah, he had two questions for him. What are you taking? Who are you getting it from? Yeah. And he's like, you answer those, we can go to bed. He doesn't answer. Well, he does answer him. He says, nothing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Lisa and Jesse arrive to the police at school. This was weird to me. Okay? He leaves by himself, and then Lisa's in the car. So, in the beginning, Lisa rings the doorbell to get a ride with him. But in this one, he goes and picks her up. Does she, like, live close? She must. Like, why would she walk to get fucking picked up the first time? That's weird. She must live close. I mean... And she has all that money. Why is she not driving? Yeah, she should be the one driving because she can drive. Because she does drive later on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's this rich girl in this piece of shit that is so shitty he doesn't even use the key because no one's ever going to steal it Mm because it's so shitty. He calls it some fucking... A dinosaur... Something dinosaur. Yeah. I don't know. That's all we get, though, because it's nighttime again. So they go to the school, there's cops there, and then it's night again. They're just like, fuck the whole day. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, Freddy's glove is flipping out in his drawer and telling him to kill for me. Kill for me. So he's walking through the house and we get an appearance from the fucking jump roping singing. Like I said, they try to do everything the first movie does and they do it worse every single time. Why is she just in a room? That it's is so jump roping in slow motion. That is so fucking lazy and stupid. Yeah. They they do try to hit everything that was good about the first movie and fail. Yeah, they every did not time. do good at like, all. They copy it and they suck at it. And now we hear the mother killed herself in the living room. So Nancy's mother killed herself in the living room. And then Nancy lost her mind. So Nancy is alive. Mm-hmm. She's just in, in the, the fucking loony bin and Freddy's leaving her alone, I guess. He's, had, he's done with her. That tells me that my theory is correct about the first film, by the way. What? My theory was that was her mother's dream at the end, not Nancy's. Yeah. Which sucks because, like, this movie confirms it. And this is the movie that doesn't belong. This is the movie that they should take and just pull it out and name it something else. <laughs> Let's start renaming the other ones. So now the fucking toaster is on fire without being plugged in. Again, ripping off the first fucking movie. Yep. So there's very, very much Freddy can do shit in the real world now. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah, it's stupid. And for whatever... And it's all like energy stuff, like he, yeah. like heat Yeah, he's and like electricity. a fucking poltergeist. Yeah. It's so fucking lame. So for whatever maniacal reason, Lisa is taking Jesse to the fucking power plant Freddy worked at, despite knowing he's having these dreams, despite knowing people are getting killed. And she sticks with the child murderer story. He's still not a child molester. He's just a child murderer. Mm -hmm. Which some people took umbrage with my saying that's not as bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like it could be both and that would be worse. Yes, that would be worse. I don't want to give my perspective on that. Good. Because I don't want to have to defend myself. You wouldn't. (laughs) I agree with you. Uh, she thinks he's some kind of fucking psychic. She's like, do you feel anything? Do you feel anything? And he does. He sees a fucking cabinet and he feels something and he feels, and there's a fucking rat in it. He felt a rat. You You know, your fucking animals don't scare me. They tried. Yeah, they did and failed every single time. Another thing about this movie, Jesse is clearly, clearly the stereotypical female character. Like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. they flip the fucking gender roles of horror movies around. He is the final girl in this movie. Yes. Freddy is waking up his little sister now. But when the camera flips to him, it's Jesse wearing the glove. Again, Jesse's doing this shit. Yeah, and Freddy said, wake up, little girl. Yeah. And Jesse goes, go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so at least he's able to fight him then. Mm-hmm. I guess he, Jesse isn't scared enough yet. That seems to be the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. He lives off your fear. It's got to be scared of him being gay. 50 minutes in, we have had one kill. This movie is 87 minutes long. There are 37 minutes left, and we've only had one kill in this movie. Wow. But it's party time. The dad is, in fact, playing Benny Goodman and cooking burgers for the kids. He seems like a cool dad. Kind of a dork. Better than Jesse's dad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Jesse's dad's a fucking square. (laughs) So Lisa's mom does pull dad away like she promised. She also calls him skinny. And, yeah, she, and she, he's not skinny. She calls him that because he's chunky. 
I don't like that. That's what you do with nicknames. I don't like it. Classic. The the biggest person I ever know nickname was Tiny. Tiny. Classic. I don't like that. And like in Wayne's World too, Mr. Big's this little guy. Do you only do that with size? Well, what else can you do? I don't know. You call people beautiful. You don't mean that they're fucking ugly. No, that's really rude. <laughs> that's why I ask. Do you only do it with size? I think and how so. How come that's not really rude? Because they call the biggest person you know tiny. Size is quantifiable. They don't have to be fat either. You could call like, like, uh, it'd be funny. If, like it, the Rock. You yeah, call it'd him be tiny. funny if you called Shaquille O'Neal tiny. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. What up, tiny? He's like, yo, what up? <laughs> like, my dick is as big as you. Mm-hmm. Five foot eight dick. <laughs> So Lisa's mom does pull... Oh, yeah, I already said that. Jesse is hiding. Lisa is going to bring him out to the party, which is about it. A guy don't want to fucking party. Mm-hmm. He's just going to drag everything down. He's losing his mind, and Lisa wants to help him. Well, she, she even tried to help with boobs. She even said she's not going to let anything happen to him. Just like the fucking dude in the movie. Mm-hmm. She, they completely just flipped him. I like that. It sucks that this movie sucks. Because I like a lot of the other things they did. Mm-hmm. And they're kissing. Parents are asleep. We got new music. We got making out teenagers. And we got booze. Jesse and Lisa are making out like they're gonna fuck making out. Yep. Not just like making out on the couch. And Jesse grows a huge tongue. He can't do it. Ugh, it just so doesn't gross. feel right. His tongue doesn't feel right in her mouth. Because he's gay? Yes. He runs the fucking Grady. He wants to stay there, and he also admits to killing the teacher. So Grady's like, yeah, you can stay. <laughs> now, there is an interesting line here, if they didn't drive it home enough for you. Jesse says, something is trying to get inside my body. And now this is clunky. This is kind of poor writing. But the point, I think, speaks for itself. Grady responds, yeah, she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana and you want to sleep with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, correct. Now, she's not trying to get inside his body. He's try- He should be trying to get inside of her body unless like, he wants her fingers up his asshole or something. Right. I don't know. But that's not what's happened. But the- despite the poor writing, that's what that tells meant. you all you need to know. Yeah, that's what they meant. Yeah. He wants Grady to watch him while he sleeps. Aw. Again. This is another knockoff from the first fucking movie. When Nancy had Johnny Depp watch her while he sleeps. And she's like, don't fall asleep. And he falls asleep. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same fucking scene. Except worse. At least in the Nancy scene, you get her fucking walking around. There's this thing. that They they do this in the first movie. They don't do it so much in the second movie. It's called suspense. There's that. In the first one when they try this? Yeah. Uh, not in this one, though. No, there's no suspense. No. They just get straight to... Yeah, just... Just fucking... He, he's turning into Freddy. Yeah. Lisa is worried she's going to leave her own party to find Jesse. Little does she know, Jesse is currently asleep at Grady's. Grady is going to sleep on purpose, too. At least Johnny Depp's character fucking fell asleep. Mm-hmm. He's like, night, bitch. Now, I don't know what's going on here. I don't even know if this is real life. I don't know if this is Jesse's dream. I don't know if this is Grady's dream. I don't know what's happening. Because the second 
Grady falls asleep, Jesse wakes up. Yeah. So that leads me to think this is happening. In real life. No. In Grady's dream. In Grady's dream? Because it's like the second that he falls asleep. But Jesse could feel it happening. He's like, oh no, it's coming. Right. I think think you could make the case that that's in Grady's dream. Okay. But I don't fucking know. Because they don't explain it. He wasn't anything. in anyone else's dreams but Jesse's in this whole movie. That I think is it was true. Jesse's. I don't think it was Jesse's dream. I think it was either Grady's dream or not a dream. Those are the only two options. Well, to me, it's the other two options. It's either Jesse's dream or it was real life. Huh. So I think we should just fall in real life so okay. we agree. Freddy is legit inside of Jesse trying to come out. He cuts himself out like he's giving himself a C-section. Yes. That like, was I've seen you. I've seen that. <laughs> I did not give birth to Freddy Krueger no. in there. No. But sometimes the one you did give birth to like that acts wild like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he's always saying inappropriate shit. He's the one that broke both of his arms. Being fucking absolutely nose. crazy. <laughs> Goddamn looking like Freddy Krueger a couple weeks ago with his broken yeah, ass did. face. Poor kid. Jesse is standing over Ron, a.k.a. Grady, covered in blood while Freddy laughs at him in the mirror like fucking Candyman. Mm-hmm. Which, Candyman was a confusing movie. Way fucking better than this. Way more clear. Yeah. Even though it was confusing. Time to flee, though. Back to the party. Lisa hasn't left yet. Not a good move. Jesse shows up covered in blood and admits basically just killing everyone. And she's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're only covered head to toe in blood. I don't believe you. You're a good man. The pool is getting hot. This is going to be a fucking bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs are cooking on the cutting board. Beer's boiling and they popping open. They cook- weren't cooking. They were like, like, like a piece of popcorn. Yeah. Up until this point, we have had two deaths. We are 64 minutes into this movie. Mm-hmm. Lisa tries to convince Jesse she can fight him, but the parents are locked in. The fish tank is boiling. Lights are exploding. Jesse can't fight him. Jesse isn't asleep. No, he's not. Like, he's awake here. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why I think he was awake at the other dude's house. Yeah. Yeah, it's not controversial to say that Freddy just comes to Jesse while he's awake. Mm -hmm. Or that Jesse's just a fucking crazy person. Lisa does manage to blast Freddy with a lamp. She also kicks yeah, him in the face. Because he legit has now turned into just Freddy. Yeah. And and she kicks him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. And all this hurts him. Mm-hmm. But then she stabs him and it doesn't. Well, did you see how shallowly she was stabbing him? She's like... <laughs> I think it couldn't get in. I think that was the problem. Jesse and Freddy are one. He asks Lisa to kill him, but it won't work. She's trying to stab him. It won't work. I hate, like, this offends me that his, the, the blades come out of his fingers instead of him wearing a glove. Yeah. It legitimately makes me fucking mad. That is so shitty. You, you know, it wouldn't be as bad if the glove wasn't in the movie. But the glove the, was. The glove's all over the movie. Yeah. So it should never. It should never have come no, out of his fingers. Never, ever. He should be wearing a fucking glove because the glove's in the movie. No, like when he was turning into him in that boy's room, right? 
you could have played that off as like this was the glove coming through his hand yeah. because he was turning into Freddy. Yeah. But them staying coming out of his fingers, no. Yeah, no. When he is full Freddy, it should, should be a glove. He, it should be a fucking glove. Yeah. That ain't cool. What? That was a fucking decision. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah. You have the glove. Use the fucking glove. It's like iconic. Yeah. He doesn't kill her though. He jumps through the glass door. He Wait. told her he loved her. Yeah. I've jumped through glass doors for less. <laughs> you were three. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking hurt me more than it hurt Freddy, too. Everything is fine. The fires are gone. The pool isn't boiling anymore. Until Freddy pops through the ground like fucking Rey Mysterio for some reason. Where the fuck was he? I have no in idea. In the sewer? He just <laughs> jumps out of the ground he and there he is. blasts off through the fucking ground like a missile. <laughs> the fuck was that all about? I have no idea. How did he get down there? I, why was he down there? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make a grand entrance. I'm going to come through the... Like, that is Rey Mysterio's WWE ra- entrance as he mm-hmm. comes through the ramp. It's like shoots concrete up the around the pool. Yeah. He's like... Psh. He's like... Bah! <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck was that? Yeah, I was just went for it. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> Six one nine. <laughs> it's hard to say how many people die here, but it's at least four. A lot of people jump into the pool before it caught on fire. Did they die? I don't it was know. Boiling? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how fire water works. Even that one that tried to talk him down, all he did was throw him. Well, he, he sliced them first. So I counted him as a death. Oh, okay. He sliced him and threw him. And the one death wasn't even him. It was some guy getting trampled. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. Lisa goes back to the boiler room. Um, she's greeted by the weirdest dogs ever imagined. Like, they looked like... You missed it. what I miss? That he turns into fire and just walks through the Oh, gate. yeah, he does just turn in the fire and walks through the, the bushes. Yeah. So and she sees it happen, and that's why she goes to the boiler room. Because she's like, oh, I know exactly where he's going. Yeah. yeah, and then she gets there, and there are the weirdest dogs there. Yeah. They look the- like Cabbage Patch doll faces on dogs if the Cabbage Patch doll faces were like... Porcelain dolls? Yeah, and like 70 years old. Yeah. They were stupid. They were dumb. Not scary. She walked right in between them. Mm-hmm. I can't believe her parents let her out of her, their sight to go... Yeah, they just watched her run away, and they're like, oh, this sucks. The dad is an awful shot, too. He tried to shoot Freddy and missed with a shotgun. He is, like, 10 feet away. He missed by, like, fucking 8 feet. Yeah, that He was shot, that. like, the, the beverages and chips. He shot, like... And Freddy's like, huh. Yeah, Freddy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you shoot the charcuterie boy? <laughs> so the boiler, the boiler room functions now. It's no longer abandoned. Well, it's abandoned, but it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, she's imagining bugs on her bite. Like, is this a dream? I, I don't think it this is. This is Freddy just fucking with her. I know. Because he can do that now. I don't like magic Freddy in the real world. That's dumb. No. Uh, there's a monster cat that eats a rat. Like, Because even like when you can pull Freddy from your dreams to the real world, he is no longer magical anymore. Yeah, he's not. You can just kill him. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Nancy. He can't manipulate things. Nancy fucking... Bombed him with fucking light bulbs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like Home Alone. I mean, it's hard to kill him, but you still can. Supposedly. But we've got a Freddy. Lisa professes her love for Jesse and those earlier stab wounds. They started bleeding. Mm-hmm. So she did actually get him. Freddy is like just a, like a little bitch. I don't like him. 
He's like, oh, I'm going to kill him too. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, he's like, we're all going to die. And she, she, she like kind of bullies him. She's like, I ain't afraid of you, bitch. Her lack of fear in Freddy is killing Freddy and bringing Jesse back. Mm-hmm. This, again, is hearkening and back her love of Jesse. to the first movie when Nancy's like, I ain't afraid of you anymore. And she turns her back on him and he dies. Yep. This is just shittier. And and it was shitty in the first movie, too. And then somehow they burned Freddy off of him. <laughs> yeah, Lisa makes out with Freddy a little bit, which really hurt him and pissed him off. Uh, so he lights himself on fire. <laughs> because he would rather burn to death than make out with a woman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So once Freddy dies, the fire goes out. Uh, Jesse starts moving around, though, and he starts peeling the dead Freddy crust off his body, like at the end of Ghostbusters when they were pulling fucking um, Sigourney Weaver uh, and Rick the, Moranis out of fucking the... The dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this fucking movie. Seems like a happy ending. Just like in the first movie, it seemed like a happy ending. Until. Well, first off, Jesse's going to have a lot of fucking explaining to do. Especially if he was Freddy, like, and they they saw him. Mm-hmm. Like, like we saw Freddy, but, like, maybe they just saw Jesse. Yeah. Then he's in big trouble. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of fucking explaining to do. A lot of bad shit happened around here. And somebody's going to have to answer for that. And, boy, all signs point to Jesse. Yeah. And he even said he was doing it. Yeah, he told multiple people. Well, one of them's dead that he told, so he ain't yeah. gonna fucking. So Jesse's gonna go back to school on the bus for some reason, even though he has that shitbox car. And he had this fucking dream at the beginning, which would keep me off buses for the rest of my life after yep. this. He has a new lease on life. They're joking. They are joking with each other about the fucking party. Where multiple people were murdered. Yeah. They're like, hey, great party. It's like, shut up. Just a couple murders. What? Jesse starts freaking out about the speed of the bus. Good reason for that. But they stop. And they pick up another student. And they start going again. Everything's calming down. And Freddie murders the friend. Bus drives off into the desert and maybe kills everyone, but who the fuck knows? Because continuity and consistency don't fucking matter in this movie at all. Yep, that's the end. All right. This movie is not great. No, it's not. It's confusing. Yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't follow the rules of the original, despite being a blatant ripoff down to the fucking ending scene where he is literally defeated the same way Nancy defeats him, just shittier, and then he hijacks a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same ending, except yeah, they worse. They took a lot of stuff from the first one and put it in the second one, but made it shitty yeah, every they, time. Yeah, they took it. They're like, yeah, this worked in the first one, so what if we do it awful? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's real bad? That's what this whole movie is. Yeah. It's... A blatant ripoff. It's not a scene for scene ripoff of the first one. They just took all the high points from the first one. I'm surprised somebody didn't drown in a fucking bathtub. <laughs> like shittier though. Like they drown in the shower or something standing up. Well, he got whipped with towels and stabbed yeah, to the back you know to, to open the shower. That's kind of true. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. 
He didn't drown, but he did die in the shower. Fucking ridiculous. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I, on the mini episode, I said it was important. Yes, do tell me how this movie, I this never said it was movie good. was important. I said it was important. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> this is probably, like, because I rate all the movies on Letterboxd afterwards. I gave this two and a half stars. This is easily the lowest rated movie from me that we watched for the podcast. You gave this movie more stars than the movie where the shark bit off her arm. You gave that one only two stars. Yeah, there was too much God in that movie. That movie was fucking horrendous. <laughs> it is important as an allegory for figuring yourself out, especially in the 80s and particularly at the height of the AIDS epidemic when people looked at homosexuals like they were monsters with death running through their veins. Yeah. So it is really important because of that. That doesn't mean it's good. I understand. It also flips the script on gender roles in horror, which are still pretty much set in stone. Yeah, they really are. Like every horror movie pretty much follows the rules. Mm -hmm. They follow the blueprint. And this one doesn't. Now, it's not bad because it doesn't it's bad for other reasons mm -hmm. but just because they did you that, wish it was better yeah you wish this was good because it could have been there's a good movie in there somewhere somewhere <laughs> like you got to peel off the crust of dead freddy to find <laughs> it and it contains no nudity from the female cast members which was crazy for the 80s there was constantly gratuitous nudity mm -hmm. in not even just fucking no, horror the movies, only nudity you saw movies. was the dude yeah. The only nudity in the first one, too, like I said, was the silhouette of Nancy in the tub. Mm -hmm. These and, these had bare men ass, multiple, yeah, that's multiple of them. Bunch of fucking man ass, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies do get a little bit of it later on, but it's never, it's never like the stereotype mm -hmm. in any of them. Maybe Freddy vs. Jason, but that movie was made fucking 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. None of the classic branch of these movies is over the top with nudity like Friday the 13th or things like that. So it's not good. It's bad. Mm -hmm. This is a bad movie. And it's not even so bad it's good. Because it's not funny. And it's not fun. No. It's just a bad movie. So it goes to the bottom of my list. Yeah. It doesn't fit with the first movie at all. The studio figured that out because the other 600 sequels do. They all line up with that first fucking movie. Goddamn... Um, Nancy, Heather Langenkamp is in the third movie. Like they bring her back. They're like, we gotta fuck. We gotta fucking do something. We gotta Wes, fix this. Wes Craven comes back for that fucking movie. He's like, look at you, fucking guys. Don't ruin this thing I created. Wow. This movie is a fucking anomaly in the series. I would say it's like the Halloween three of this series. But Freddy's at least in it, and Michael Myers isn't in Halloween three at all. Mm -hmm. Well, he is for like a second because they're watching Halloween on a TV in Halloween 3. <laughs> That's his fucking appearance in the movie. But like I said, it is significant though and that is why we watched it for Pride. Because okay. this is a mainstream movie. This is this came off the heels of a blockbuster mm -hmm. and it has all these gay themes. So it is very important. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge has a well-deserved 41% critic score and a 33% audience score. Sounds right. I am baffled that the critic score is so high. So I scrolled through a little bit and some of the more 
positive reviews are more recent. Oh. It's people going back and giving it positive reviews based on the LGBTQIA oh, okay. plus subtext. I don't think... That changed the score. I don't think it should, though. It seems unfair to call this a good movie because of that. Yeah. The movie fucking... It was important, but not good. Yeah, it raises important issues, but it fucking stinks, too. It can be both of those things without deserving credit as a good movie. Mm Because people are going to see... Not that, because the the fucking score is still so abysmal. (laughs) Yeah. But you can appreciate this for the issues it raises and the social commentary it makes without saying it's good because it fucking sucks and it's important. And it like if you don't pick up on the subtext, like you're just watching an awful fucking movie. Yeah, you really are. Like if you don't get it. Even if you get it, it still sucks. Oh yeah, it's real bad, but at least it has some redeeming value if you do get it. Yeah. If you don't get it, you're watching a fucking horrendous movie. Horrendous, just brutal. It's the worst movie. The second worst movie we've covered on this. This is not the worst movie because <laughs> we covered Mano's Hands of Fate, and I just remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was like, definitely the worst movie one ever. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that was bad. It did make thirty million dollars on a budget of three million, which three million dollars in this movie had to be like all special effects mm-hmm. because where the fuck else did it go? That is $27 million less than the original made and $15 million less than the third make. Like I said, the third sees the return of Wes Craven. Um, It's probably also my second favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You're not going to make you watch it, are you? Eventually. So you said you're putting... Eventually. We're not. We're probably not going to do another Nightmare on Elm Street movie this year. Okay. Because I didn't even want to do this one because it was so close. So, do you have anything to add? You said this is on the bottom of your list. Yeah. So you like the Nightmare on Elm Street 1 more than this? You saw what a bad Nightmare on Elm Street 1 could be? And you have a new appreciation for it? No, I never said that. But I did. Do you, do you agree with that? No. Oh. Huh. Cool if you did. I don't. Do you have anything else to add? I do not. Not even like, oh... It could have been worse. Well, I guess it could have been Mano's Hands of Fate. <laughs> no. No. If I want to get you with one of those, we'll watch Rubber. No. Say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.